0: Hi, welcome to the Harvest Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and spirit wellness. I'm Sarah Schweitzer.
1: And I'm Justin Martin. Hi. Hi.
0: I feel like we haven't talked in person.
1: It's been like a couple weeks now. No, like a couple weeks. Yeah, um, and the last one was the one that we recorded not together. Yes. So yes. it's definitely been a couple weeks. No, I think it's good. Um, so today we're talking about injury and this is like an inevitable thing uh doing martial arts training athletically um getting older getting older all the things i think that there's multiple levels to being injured meaning the bumps and bruises that are kind of associated with just being athletic and moving around Uh, i think that there's kind of more serious injuries that uh require some more rest and some maybe some physical therapy or restrengthening of joints. And then I think there's really traumatic injuries that we see that require surgery or a longer recovery from. Um, And so I think that in in that discussion of injury, we have the idea of continuous training. And so when we have continuous training, then we have to have a way to keep ourselves engaged in what we do and continue to grow even while resting or down. and so, <clears throat> I think that's kind of where I wanted to start today's conversation. Um, you know, I, I've seen so many broken toes around here, um, so <laughs> that's a you. common one, yeah? And you know, it's, uh, it's as simple as even Melissa like walking around the edge of the mat and knocking her toe sideways. Uh, I think that's a very common one uh, that we see and um, one that people generally bounce back from pretty fast. I think Russ is the only one that I've known to have surgery on his toe. <laughs> and I don't think that was even a hamudo thing. I think that was a, like a injury from his genetics, like a genetic downfall with his knee or his, not knee, his toe. Oh. Um, but you know, in, in injury, we have it happen. And then the mindset is different for everybody. So some people would just go, ouch out that hurt. Like, and they're going to tough through it. Like no matter what, Russ is definitely one of those people that's just going to grunt and go through it. Um, and then we have people that, uh, are maybe newer to what we do. And, uh, we had one, Shanna's broke her toe and the it was first day sparring, like it just happened. No fun. Uh, and she kind of took a week or two off to recover and jump back into class and then ease yourself back in. And then we have that middle ground of like people that train, uh, pretty regularly and, and halfway grunt through it, halfway, uh, take some time and be smart about it. Um, and so when we talk about injuries like this, I think again those mindsets are important to uh, understand what's happening with your toes. You've broken them a couple times. Have you broken them on the mat or like outside of here?
0: Always outside of here. Okay. I have broken toes because I'm very, very clumsy. I've kicked things, kicked kettlebells at home. Just you know, stub my toe on mm-hmm. things. I have they have broken but I, I've historically broken my toes. I think the very first time I broke one was Chasing my brother around the house and catching a toe on the corner
1: oh, as stores. I was trying to,
0: yes. and it ripped. Yeah, but I learned yeah. that <laughs> the only thing you can do for toes is to tape them. So it was, you know, early, early training, ready mm-hmm. to prepare my toes. I think every injury I've had, I've broken. The only bone I've broken is that I've broken my foot. I um I was carrying a box and stepped on a uh, speed bump. And the box was very heavy, and it, my foot just turned and it cracked the top of my foot, and I walked on it, and actually, I was teaching at the time and taught at high school for like probably a week and a half. Yeah. And finally, my partner at the time said, "Please go see someone because I think your foot is broken, and it was it was it was broken. So I'm probably that mindset of I'll just tough it out. Yeah, I can just tape it, especially when it comes to feet. But every injury I have had. Has taught me how to be better t- to my body physically. Yeah. I think that a lot of injuries I've had have, re- like when you're in a boot, you can't run in a boot. Right. You have to stop running, so you have to do something else. So, what are other things that you can do to get your aerobic activity? Or, in the past, I really like lifting weights now, in the past, I didn't, mm-hmm. and so that would encourage me to maybe pick up some weights or do some strength training or do some arms and things like that that I typically in the past did not like doing, and it got me kind of over some things that maybe I was you know I think typically everyone kind of does activities that they enjoy right. And maybe injury makes you kind of lean into those things that maybe you should have been doing, but weren't doing, um, whether it be stretching (laughs) or maybe strength training that you can either do or you have to do because you're doing physical therapy.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Slowing down for a moment and doing something that you don't want to do. I, yeah, I, I think that toes like the middle ground of the basic injuries, right? Um, it's, uh, It really kind of shows you maybe some of where people's personalities are and like how they work through it Um, and what they do. And that's why I brought it up first. But, the you know, over the years of teaching, I think that uh, seeing people and just how they respond to that kind of gives you a general understanding of what happens. If we back off the toe and say, all right, like the the normal injuries that happen in a class or someone like falling, bumping into a knee, a lot of times I call them incidentals, sparring, where you accidentally bump shins, or you collide with a knee or an elbow, and uh, a frog like stinging a muscle, right? Like we used to call it dead legs as a kid, right? Getting punched in the leg or the arm, and the, it stings really bad for the minute, and then it goes away, right? And so these are those things that we talk about having a no face for, um, this no mind of, oh, my body got hurt, but I really don't want to show my opponent that he just hurt me. Um, you know, so I want to be able to try and maintain that face as opposed to doing the overdramatic ah, the, ah, thing happened and just backing off, right? Uh, soccer flopping. This is another one that's like notorious, right? The soccer player might have gotten kicked, might not have gotten kicked, but really they're delaying the game by just laying around on the ground and rolling around for a second. And so I feel like Soccer players are notorious for being like sissy esque. I don't think they're sissy esque, but you know there's that. There's a
0: benefit there's to them a... <clears throat> acting out. It's like basketball is the same thing. There's like a benefit to going.
1: Oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> Absolutely. There's it's another thing. It's not right. just me playing around being dramatic like a little kid. It, there is something that it's a gameplay yes. thing. You know that they're doing, but there's no gameplay for that in martial arts, right? You know the sting of a board too. We talk about this. Like you hit a board, it stings your hand, it stings your foot. It's not fun, but it's gonna go away in just a second. And if you act like it hurts you, then all of a sudden all that coolness factor that you just gained went away. So all that uh, you've been working for when you're trying to gain this momentum in testing or you have this big exciting moment, if you have that pain showing, then that's what we're talking about. So uh, this is not something that we're trying to say you have to be tough and uh, never, never cry, never show any emotions. But it's these moments of getting through them and overcoming a challenge, uh, with that pain of the challenge. Um,
0: and coming to class can be helpful with that. You know, if you are talking about an injury that requires movement, like a back injury, where I've had shoulder pain, the 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 solution for shoulder pain or the solution for or for for back pain that I have had is movement is stretching is exercise is uh yes modifications but typically the modifications are what were you doing incorrectly before that has caused you this pain you know sitting too long sedentary too long you know poor posture hunching over all of those things you know i have a lot of situations with my shoulders where i'm i'm very closed i'm not very open and that's created my body mechanics, my poor body mechanics have created the problem. And the answer is to work through that, that pain, to work through that um, limitation and to counter that movement with better positioning, with better stretching, with better strengthening on the other side, which can be very painful. But when you come to class and you're surrounded by your peers and people who are supportive who may have had a similar injury to say, it's okay, I understand, yes, it hurts, however, this is the way to get through it versus kind of um, not coming in and staying home and sort of just wallowing in the, in the hurt.
1: <laughs> wallowing in the hurt. Yes, so I think that the with mid-level injuries, when we start talking about the joints and sprains, twists, turns, uh, we're talking about the knees and the ankles, uh, a lot of times you can tape them up or put a brace on them and be able to come back to class and just maybe change your impact, change how hard you're training, and listen to your teacher and explain. You know, I think that's another thing that people don't do is say something, right? Um, and so come in and say something and then people can help you modify as you go. Um, I'm not sure what we got left out, but we'll talk about running for a second, too, because I think that I brought this up that running is one of those exercises that's very straightforward and we both enjoy running but I don't think that running is what we call our only exercise, where there's lots of people that running is like, this is their primary thing. This is their piece of joy that they find uh, physical physically for themselves. And so um, I think that when runners get these injuries, uh, these mid-level injuries that are painful, maybe at a certain mile or like even a man it even starts out painful or it's painful the next day, a lot of runners will grind through it and deal with it for a long time because they're overcoming that pain for the joy that they get out of it um, and then once they do go down, they maybe have surgery on their knees or something happens where they really do have to have some rest period, then they they get um, dark on themselves, meaning that they're just uh, they go to a bad place sometimes of Oh, man, this is this is, I want to be able to run. I want to be able to do this, but I can't do it. And now I don't have another outlet for that as I'm recovering. And so, again, I think that that's a big part of being a martial artist is learning to overcome these mid-level injuries and be able to find a way to train around them. I remember in my Taekwondo days, uh, I was sparring in a class one time and I tore my MCL, the inside of the knee. and. Uh, when it happened, it was very scary. I was mid twenties and my knee buckled sideways, just loaded up the weight and it popped. And I went down and hit the ground. You're like, I'm scared to look at my knee because I'm pretty sure my leg is like turned sideways. And it wasn't, it was, it was where it was supposed to be. But the, <laughs> you know, Sarah's face right now is good. It's, just, <laughs> oh, that's so it's, it's a terrible thing, right? It's a, it's a mental thing. And so immediately my knee started to swell. It hurt, um, Hurt to walk on it, but I also immediately put ice on it. And uh, one of the things that I've learned to do for years now is keep physical therapists around that are really good. And so, uh, generally speaking, if I have an injury that is mid level, like it's causing me some pain, but I can, I don't feel like I need to go straight to an orthopedist like a surgeon, then I'll contact them first. And I try to go to them and see what they say and work through their exercises. And generally they can tell you like, oh, this is I think you're going to be okay or this is not good. Someone. Yeah. And so um with that MCL injury, that's a non-surgical injury for the most part. And so going to the physical therapist, getting on the plan immediately and then starting to get that consistent training going. Uh we've talked about consistency and just setting that mindset of like this is what I have to do. And so programming that new uh, part of your day in and doing that physical therapy is what helps you to get through those moments um the other thing is that i think that i probably took a couple days off just because it hurt so bad that i was like standing on it but i was easily back in class that following week again seriously modifying not sparring wearing a brace doing all my stuff but just being on the floor was a big part of that um i think it was actually uh I remember what rank it was but it was a there was like a an instructor testing as a part of that following week also and so I had to like get myself prepared to be able to to go through that instructor training uh that next week but you never know when you're going to injured. like
0: right well fun. in physical therapy I think is one of those things that people think oh I'm going to go to a physical therapist they're going to teach me some exercises I'm going to do these exercises and then I'm going to stop doing them but typically, as we age and as we injure ourselves, those types of exercises are things that we need to just embrace and bring into part of our regular, you know, just our regular activities that we do either on a daily basis or on an everyday basis. I, I stretch every day. Um, I stretch my shoulders every day. I stretch my hips every day. Um, nothing you know, it's funny when people say like, what's your stretching regimen? And you're you're just like, well, I do, you know, butterfly or I touch my toes or, (laughs) but I hold them for a significant period of time. I typically hold my stretches for like five minutes or I'll do, you know, a weighted butterfly with my back up against the wall. So they're intense stretches in the way that I do them. Mm -hmm. But the stretch itself is something that, you know, it's nothing new. Everyone has seen these stretches. They're all kind of the same, but they're the ones that I need. And I think that that's you know what a physical therapist is going to be able to provide to you are the things that you need for your body, either because of your injury or because of where you are naturally tight or have uh, you know limited mobility. And there's this concept that somehow we're not going to be, we're gonna, there's gonna be an end point to this stretching. There's gonna be an end point to this injury that we have. We're going to get over it. And unless you're a child or in your early 20s, there is no end point. You know, that is an injury that you will have for forever. I tweaked my back when I was thirty three and I still have to do things to manage that every day to not have that pain. Now I don't have that pain, but I am doing those things to manage that. You know, we've talked about maintenance mode and this is part of the 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 grind. That's why I think that you can learn a lot from your injuries. You can if you if you are open to it. The injury is typically... The hard things in life, whether it be an injury or something else, are typically where we have learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think for you physically, you learn where you weren't mechanically you know, right for yourself. And sometimes things happen, like your terrible injury that you just talked about, but... Even in that situation, you know, what you're going to do is have to manage that going forward. It's never going to be the same as it was. It could be close to it if you're lucky, but usually all of us are kind of dealing with things that we have messed up in some way, shape, or form and have to continue to do the work to make sure that it stays as healthy as it possibly can.
1: I was at a this Taekwondo business meeting a couple months ago and they were this lady was teaching through this drill set and it was really awesome. It was high intensity drill and I was watching all these guys and men men and women uh, work around uh, these punching bag drills and one of the things she said was, We're all adults, we're all broken. Do it the way you can. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's it, it was such a good statement the way she said it. I just uh it struck me as like, yeah, I mean this is true this is the truth, right? Like if you're if you're not admitting that we have injuries, we have aging, we have these things, then you're just asking for it in the long run. I think um I think that's a a really important thing to think about. And you know, I I agree with what what you're saying with injuries and continuing PT and again, physical therapists can guide you in where where you have your downfalls or your problems with your body. Uh, I think that one thing that you said that I wanted to bring back up was you talking about your shoulders and being kind of like caving in on yourself and this is very typical of a lot of people and so the shoulder injury the back injury these things happen and continued movement through those regions of the body can really help to alleviate those problems. Uh, with Melissa I'll point out that she's had her injuries that she's been recovering from but I think it's almost been a year and a half uh, sure. maybe, maybe two years, and she still does very specific PT exercises for herself. And that helps her to alleviate those issues. Um, I think that, you know, remind me in a second, when we come back to talking about some major injuries, but uh, when we, when we talk about these mid-level injuries, and doing this PT, doing these exercises for yourself, you're really combating what you're doing the rest of your day. Yes. You know, whether it be how you sleep, how you sit at work, how you stand, you know, these things that you're doing on a regular basis is what these other exercises are meant to help you do. And, you know, one of the things that that we think about is the balance of the body going forward, going backwards, side to side, and we want to be centered and really have that skeleton be able to hang on itself. And so when you have people that lean forward, typically you don't want those back muscles and shoulder muscles to stretch out and roll forward. You want them to tighten up and get stronger and pull themselves back. And so it's sort of like you were saying again. It's this grind of doing the things that you're you know you don't necessarily want to do, but that's what you got to strengthen up absolutely. and so to get through it. Absolutely. I mean,
0: I think it's going to be and it's going to be uncomfortable. I mean, a lot of the injuries that we have. Yes, or just me- I think just mechanical as you said, you know, just compensating for how we are all day long and to be able to counter that, you have it's like a pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. If your pendulum is all the way to the left, you have to swing it all the way to the right in order to get to the center. And to get all the way to the right, usually is uncomfortable. And if you think about how much time I, I, for myself, I think about how much time I spend with my shoulders slumped forward versus how much time I'm spending trying to pull them back. I'm never spending as much time pulling them back as I do just naturally all all throughout the day. So when you do those exercises or when you do those stretches, you really have to do them intensely in right. order for them to make any kind of difference. Right, And we're talking... Again, a long game, a slow game, mm-hmm. a game where you're getting very, very, you know, little results, mm-hmm. uh, but that you have to keep going after it in order to, uh, get yourself into a place where you are, um, center.
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I think that, uh, if we, if we take this conversation and move it up one more notch, I think this is where the, the scary stuff starts to happen. And it's, it's very real, whether it be a overuse injury or it is an acute injury, both are things that athletes are prone to. Um, and uh, I have a, a friend that lives in Spain that he, I think he was um, out playing with his kids, uh, doing something and he tore his Achilles heel the other day. Um, yeah, a brutal, brutal injury. I think that that one's tied right to the same level as the, the labrum surgery I had. But, you know, knees are a very common thing. Uh, to see happen shoulders I've had shoulder surgery before you know these these bigger injuries when they happen there's a tear there's uh you definitely know when it's the next level of injury um and both of the big orthopedic surgeries I've had you know it was my injury happened I knew something wasn't right but it really is that night that like I realized, hey, something's really wrong because I'm not able to sleep. I'm in an immense amount of pain, and I'm not able to calm that pain down. And so that's when you know, hey, something's really wrong with the body, and I'm gonna have to figure this out. Or it's a longer term thing that you've been dealing with, and you realize that, hey, you just completely lost the range of motion. You have lost feeling. You've lost uh, the ability to have any strength or balance. And those again, they're they're big problems and the longer that you wait to deal with that situation, the worse off it is, um, for sure. Uh, So, I guess I can go from experience here, and, you know, the most recent surgery that I had was my my labrum in my hip, and that was uh, almost, I guess, two and a half, three years ago now, Uh, so, yeah, three and a half years ago, 2019, and so, you know, that surgery was something I knew was going to be intense going into it. Um, I thought that my recovery was going to be a little bit better than it was, but it was all of 12 weeks before I could touch my foot to the ground and learn to start walking again. Um, and when I say learn to start walking again, it's, it's a really weird feeling of, of saying that because you're like, man, I've been walking since I was a year old. Like there's not, um, that's not a, a thing that you think about relearning, but, I I'd say that half of it is a a relearning of that you can just do it mm-hmm. um meaning trusting in that your injury is recovered and you're moving through it again um and and some of it is you're creating maybe some new neuro/nerve pathways because when you have these joint injuries then you're you're messing with your nerves, your nerve endings, your proprioception of where your body thinks it is and so these things have to be corrected and changed also. Physical therapy does a lot to deal with all that. But again, it's just, these are processes that you're gonna have to overcome. Um, You know, during that time, I thought that I was gonna be back on the mat watching Melissa teach. I didn't have the misconception that I was gonna actually be teaching, but I thought I'd at least be back on the mat, being able to sit around and enjoy my students um, about two, three weeks in. There was no way. I was, uh, I was dealing with so much swelling at the time that I could come to the school for maybe about 30 minutes and then I had to lay back down. My leg would turn purple, I'd have to lay down and I was in an immense amount of pain. The <clears throat> um, and it took me probably about two weeks to uh, gain a grasp on the pain and just existing long enough to sit and read or like process things mentally, um, of like mentally practicing forms, mentally practicing techniques, or like trying to read out Hamido, this, that, and the other, anything more than watching a show and zoning out. Um, And so that was a big thing for me to overcome, but I started to find challenges for myself. One of which being that I'm an early riser The first, uh, I think it was maybe a week or 10 days, I had to wear these boots and the boots were terrible. So at night, Amber would have to strap me into these boots and they would Velcro and keep my toes together so that I couldn't let my feet roll out to the side. And um, the problem was that once the boots were on, I couldn't access them. And so like I couldn't bend up to reach them or anything. And so I'd have to wake her up. And so to get up and go to the bathroom, to like just get up for the morning. And again, I'm the early riser of the house. And so my thing is that I get up, I to sneak into the kitchen and make myself some coffee and go have my alone time. And so I had to find a way to make that happen with nobody's help. And so uh, I would, I learned to uh, move the furniture to the place where I could make my coffee and then set it over here on this platform and then move my body and then pass my coffee to the next spot and I could minimize the number of steps that it took me to get from one side of the room to the other to my chair so I could sit down. And then from there, I had two workouts that I did. The first one was uh, this girl, Sarah Starr. She had uh, a chair yoga thing on PBS and I would get up every morning at 5 a.m. And I think that I can't remember if it was at five or five thirty, but there was a uh, like a jazzercise kind of style program that happened right before it, which I didn't care for that. But I would sit and do chair yoga every morning for thirty minutes, and it was a really big part of my day. Uh, and she, I sent her a message. I was like, "You got me through this time. Like, I really appreciate it." And she responded, and like, I felt like the, probably the youngest person that ever like commented to her on her chair yoga. Um, and then I had these uh this gyro hand thing that I would do. And and so it's like a, it's really like a rock climbing workout thing, but it's just a gyro, you sit there and spin and it works your arms out and you hold them all different places. And so I would just be doing this gyro annoying everybody in the house, like it sounds like bees. Um, But again, it was something to get me through that moment and that's what helped me. PT was my everyday. And so I was going three to five days a week to PT for like two hours. Um, which was my job and uh, so again those workouts but on the flip side of it this is three years later and I still do my PT exercises not all the time um, because I'm very active other than that but there's moments and even including this one that we're sitting in right now that my hip gets really sore and sometimes it's because I've tweaked it um, and I'm not really sure what I've done or even just riding in a car for a long time, you know, these different things I do might hurt me, but I have to go back to that physical therapy and that's what gets me through. Like you said, there's, um, it's practicing and doing it with time, understanding that it's part of the process and and being optimistic that it's actually gonna help you. Um, And not just quitting when it maybe starts to help, like, continuing to push through it and getting back to a strong point as opposed to stopping at the edge and letting it go. And so I think that, you know, again, staying in class, doing the PT if you have it, and and continuing to do the PT uh, as long as it's not a detriment to your injury, right? There is a place where it crosses over and says, hey, this is hurting me. Like, this is no good. Uh, I need to do something else about it but then just staying focused on it and modifying what you need to do to stay in your practice I think is super important.
0: And I think that on the other end, you are stronger in a way that you would never have been had you not had the injury. It's such a weird concept to think about because it in one place you're like, well, I've, I've done something significant to my body. So. Right. And my body will not be the same as it was before. Mm-hmm. But the strength that you have mentally, the strength that you have physically, the understanding of how to get not only get through that, but that those things that maybe you weren't doing before, the chair yoga. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> but that understanding how to build your body back. That's a, a, a lesson and a strength physically and mentally and, and emotionally, spiritually, that makes you like a rock. Versus before, I think when you're young and you're just stupid, you may be strong physically, but mentally you're not strong and emotionally you're not strong. And you haven't had these challenges and these things that, like, bring you to your knees. You know, when you, as you age, this is the, you know, when when you have kids, you want to protect them from this, but at the same time, you know that these are the things that are going to make them, like, strong people. But there are things that will bring you to your knees physically, mentally, emotionally. There are things that will knock the, literally, the feet out from underneath you and say, you know, all that that you thought you were before,
1: you're not. You, you are
0: not. <laughs> you're not, you are minuscule, you're insignificant, you are a T90 person and all those things that you had, all that armor you had was fake and false and not true. And what that does, if you take the opportunity, you know, if you take, if you do what, what you did yeah. and really humble yourself and, and, and say, what can I do with what I have? Like what what can I do with what I have what's true about me that's just true about me and how do I build off of that you come out just this person that you could have never been had you not gone through it and you're just so much stronger for understanding how your body works for understanding how your mind works for understanding how your spirit works that it just it, it requires these terrible things, unfortunately, but if you do, I mean, and I realize not everybody does and and that's unfortunate, but I think what we're talking about is how to work through those injuries and to understand that, yes, you are not going to be the same, but you could possibly be significantly better than you were in some way that you have no idea what that would have, you know, have it even looked like.
1: If you let it happen.
0: If you let it happen and you do the work.
1: Absolutely.